Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Los Angeles friendos, join Going In Raw as we go live on stage with Wrestling With Regrets' Brian Zane, September 24th at the Nerdist Showroom in L.A. The link to tickets is in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing, Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Larson, we're at 182,000, like 350. Yeah, we right had now. a pretty major jump this so week. I think pretty that's, neat. A, that's a huge cushion. And I know we announced earlier in the week that we're going to be doing our live stream today, our sub-party live stream However, unfortunately, uh, one of us is under the weather. It's this guy. Uh, and on top of that, we wanted to make kind of a big deal about our plans for this particular sub-party. Um, so right now, it looks like, because next week we're going to be gone. We're still going to be producing content, a lot yes. of really great stuff that we can't talk about right now. Yes. But when we get back, October 3rd, we have Interdimension Tension. In the human year 2017, which is, of course, the big blow-off, the inter-brand uh, WCW fun, fun WGPW wrestling event. And then uh, that's on a Tuesday, two days after that. On October the 5th, we're going to have our big sub-party featuring gameplay for Virtual Pro Wrestling 64. This is a huge game in the history of Steven Larson because we have never played it. We were huge marks for the N64 games back in the day. Yes. WCW and NWO World Tour, Revenge, No, uh, uh, no Mercy, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 2000. 2000. And this is sort of this, and then the sequel are sort of the missing link. So I bought this off of eBay. It's like in pristine condition, too. I know. It's like got the original packaging and everything. I got the adapter for the N64. It's right there. We have not played it. We have not played this. We have not done it. All right? And so we are going to do this live, and if it doesn't work, we'll just hop on 2K17, or maybe we'll play some World Tour. I don't we'll know. Play some No Mercy. No Mercy. There you go. Oh yeah, World Tour. We'll do a base hit tournament. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. In a while. 
So, you guys are going to either watch us succeed or watch us fail at getting this thing to work. I mean, honestly, it's a matter of popping around the N64 scene if it works. And we're going to have subs as part of our live sub party. Yes. Very, I don't very think we've decided fair. where we're getting subs from yet, have we? No, we haven't made that decision yet. We have not decided. I shouldn't make that decision now because I am starving. I am hungry. I did not bring lunch today. I don't have a car. Yeah. So... I have to wait till I get home to have anything to eat. You were kind enough to let me eat one of your protein bars. Yeah, that's to tide you over. Uh, yeah, you're good. You're good to go. I mean, my, my blood sugar won't drop, so that's good. No, that is good. But it's not going to satisfy the hunger that's, that, that's, that's happening within me right now. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got a hunger for some N64 uh, gameplay. The, the, the freaking roster. Well, we, have to wait almost, we have to wait a couple huge. weeks for that, though. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, so anyways, that's very exciting. We're going to be hyping the crap out of that. We're trying to get a big audience for that. Yes. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we're also on uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We've got uh, 32 people watching right now, all making fun of my uh, voice problem, my vocal issues right now. They're yeah, you're, you're a bit under the weather. They're saying I'm Johnny Ace, Steve Power as opposed to Purple Power. I'm Purple. People Power. Purple Power. What is Purple Power? What is that? I don't Weird. know. Anyways. Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyways, uh, we're not here to talk about all that, though, Larson. We're here to talk about 205 Live to NXT. 205 Live, that is correct. Once again, entertaining shows. Yeah. Um, let's start with 205 Live as we do. Yeah, let's. Um, the show kicked off with a match between Cedric Alexander versus Brian Kendrick. In the dark, I do alone. Um, so last week they were supposed to have a match. Uh, Jack Gallagher came out, interfered on behalf of Brian Kendrick. Yeah. Um, causing a disqualification victory for Cedric. Mm-hmm. But this week we finally got the one-on-one match between them. Right. Good match. Uh, yeah, no, it was a fantastic match. These guys don't put on bad matches. No. It's great. They don't put on bad matches. Um, Cedric eventually wins with a roll-up, mm-hmm. and then uh, Cedric walks up the ramp. Kendrick starts talking to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cedric starts talking back. Mm-hmm. Kendrick starts making his way up the ramp. Gallagher attacks Cedric from behind. Yeah. Uh, pretty brutal, vicious beatdown, yeah. culminating in a headbutt that Cedric sold really well. Yeah, no, it was it was good. I liked it a lot. I like this new vicious Jack Gallagher. It wasn't huge on his interview later on, but we can talk about that in a bit mm-hmm. because I feel like he's like evil. He's like wearing his little dapper suit and everything. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna like because I'm kind of waiting to see what they do with his music. If he's gonna like, oh, come at the same change music. it to a more foreboding. Yeah, he should probably change theme. his trunks too. Yeah. What what's what's not because he has like the 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 brightly colored stripes on oh, yeah. on the brown trunks. It should be like a Superman three thing. Yeah, where it's like you know same, muted colors, just everything is like same but muted, muted or darker. Exactly, and then like you know the dun, 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 like have that be like yeah like, backwards slow down, menacing. He's just demonic all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Panic, Jack Gallagher. And Titantron. They show close up of him, and his his eyes are red. I know. <laughs> with satanic I powers like that, now. Man. Put on that Titantron. That picture of him as a clown. Um, anyway, so yeah, they go backstage, and they, he gives an interview, and I don't know. I just felt like I want more Anton Shiger from him. As opposed to, like, true motivation as to why he's evil. I mean, I like motivation. What did he say in this interview exactly? He said, um, he said, what was his motivation for going bad? I don't remember. Yeah, so it wasn't, it couldn't have been very, um, what was it? Let's pop it on, let's watch it real fast. I don't remember. I should have made a note of it. Usually I do. Somebody in chat on Patreon let us know what he said. 
Crap. Why are we both drawing? This is not a good look for us, Steve. <laughs> I said I just like it, and I can't remember what it was. That's terrible. He just blocked it out entirely. <laughs> oh, JT Hosley. Really? He says he was tired of being the joke? That's not very good motivation. That's not very good motivation. If that's true, it's not... It's not uh, I mean, he can do that and not turn heel. Yeah. He can just, like, stop being a parody of a British person. <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's, hopefully somebody in chat will figure that out. Anyways, um, next up we had a Drew Gulak promo. Oh, this was great. This was fantastic because he was talking about, you know, I'm not going to let the fashion police interrupt me this time. Um, I was standing on the announce table. I love that he's, like, in fully formed politician. Like, there's no – and that, I think – was this last week, too? He got changed music. They changed his music. And, uh, oh, I think last week it was his old music. Oh, was it? Okay. They changed the music this week because oh. it's not the same as it was before. Um. Oh, wait. so Hosnack says he didn't want to be the joke any longer, which means Kendrick got to him after a while. It's crappy motivation. <laughs> Alex C says he watched Bronson and realized that it was a way cooler gimmick than Gentleman. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Like, full Bronson. Yeah. Shave, shave the head, head. Keep the mustache. Yeah. Come out like those. Because he has those MMA kind of. Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He has the bare knuckle gloves. This taped up. But yeah. then like no shirt. He just walks around like that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Anyways, um, yeah, no, uh, Drew Gulak's great. Again, he continued on with his... Yeah, he got through one more slide, which was no cell phone. No cell phone. And, of course, everybody in the audience produced their cell phone and turned the light on. I think they clip already uses a flip phone, too. I know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they all did the, the light on their cell phone. Um, he, he, he was getting... In anybody else's hands, I feel like this would have been one of those moments where people just were starting to sleep through. He got the entire arena chanting uh, Tozawa's That's chant. right, yeah. And that's the entire what, yeah. arena. And he brought up Tozawa's chant. He said no. He, he came said, out with a no chanting sign. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was good. And then he sat down uh, at the announced desk to uh, to commentate on Akira Tozawa's match against Noam Dar. Another really good match. And his commentary is great because he would just run down Vic, uh, Vic Joseph. It was fantastic. Nigel McGinnis is fantastic. Yeah, he's too. good. Nigel McGinnis is great because he's got this fool Drew Gulak standing on the announce table, and I look down at Nigel McGinnis like, mm-hmm. he's all like, oh, he's making and then every once while he look over to Vic and look up at, <laughs> at Drew. Exactly. Like he wasn't just like sitting there reading his notes. Nigel McGinnis seems like he's having such a good time as heel commentator. I feel like he's really found his voice. Like it was kind of touch and go there for a little bit, especially on NXT. But by the time he hit uh, 205 Live, I thought he was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So, well, he's, yeah. He's, he's kind of a subtle heel announcer. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. overtly yeah. all the time heelish. No, he's he's so good though. He seems like he's having such a good time. I like they're letting Noam Dar do more of his submission based wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because he busted out some crazy submission moves on Tozawa last night. Or yeah, Tuesday no, night. That, that was a really fun match, too. Um, Tozawa picked up the win with a top rope senton. Fun match. Like, I, I like this feud. Both the matches were really fun. Like oh, that. and uh, what's his face? Uh, 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 Drew Gulak, he was running down uh, Titus Worldwide as well. So I'm glad that they're still sort of inserting that. Yeah. Given that Titus Worldwide has sort of taken a step back. Yeah, ever since Tozawa lost the Cruiserweight title. Right, exactly. So, um... Uh, yeah, no, that was a really fun match, and uh, I like that they're, they're putting uh, Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa into a thing. Yes. I like that. Yes, me too. Next up, we had Rich Swan and TJ Perkins backstage. Uh, TJP still kind of upset about that loss, but a bit more diplomatic about it. But he still week. wants one more match. Yeah, and so he says, hey, one more match, and Rich Swan says, I'm about to throw down with my buddy Lince Dorado. We had our time. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Like, he got kind of serious. I know, I know. Let's just leave it at that. 
no more matches. Yeah. TJ. So we're we're several months we're several months into uh, TJP's evolution mm-hmm. as a character as a as a as a performer on mm-hmm. the microphone. And when you were pooping on his performance, I was like, give him time. He needs more reps. Oh my. Why are you turning in this to I was right, you were wrong Because I was right. Oh, my goodness. I don't think you ever said, give him time, he needs more That's reps. That's exactly what I said. Oh. I said, I don't think he has enough experience on the mic. Give him time. Fine, maybe you're right. I do kind of recall you saying that. So, whatever. Why didn't you bust that? I've been, I've been singing his praises for like a two months now. Why did you I, bust I that out before? In my favor before I bust that out. Because, yeah. It's it, like to kick me when I'm down. I'm sick. I'm infirmed. So kicking me now. My goodness gracious. It's this mood I'm in today. What did I ever deal do with you? What did I ever do? <laughs> that's, the, that's the mood you're in? Kick Steve when he's down? Yeah. I have this idiot voice. Whenever I try to scream, I go like super high and weird like I'm still going through puberty. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, anyway, yeah. so that led to Rich Swan versus Lince Dorado, except it didn't. No, it didn't actually happen. They cut So uh, Rich Swan comes out to the ring. He's ready to, to, to get the match started. They cut backstage, as you were saying. Someone beat up Lindsay Dorado. <laughs> yeah, was it Cass or was it was it Lindsay Dorado beating up on himself again, like Cass did? No, Who knows? no, no. Uh, seems like it was probably T.J. Perkins. Yeah, probably because Rich, Rich Swan goes back to investigate and see what's going on with that, and he just he literally had his head taken off with a freaking super yeah, kick. Yeah, he was from about to go around the corner to go backstage, and he was met with a vicious super kick from T.J.P. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.J.P. beats him up a little bit, pulls out a chunk of his hair. Yeah. Uh, and then takes him over to like the barricade area and drops him on it. James Rodriguez here and James Rodriguez here in chat makes the point. So Steve couldn't remember what happened on 205 Live two nights ago. How could he remember what Larson said three months ago? Because that's Larson's answer to everything is wait and see, wait and see. No, I want snap judgments, Larson. This is pro wrestling. Snap judgments. No. Um, he also has a good. Point. Even when I make snap judgments, I say, but I'll give it time. I, to play I literally watched 205 Live yesterday. It wasn't even three nights, two nights ago. It was yesterday. Yeah, I watched 205 Live last night. <laughs> yeah, so you're worse than me in that, in that case then. All right. Anyway. Uh, the, the final segment of the show was not a wrestling match. It was Neville and Enzo face-to-face. Nen- uh, sorry, Neville. I almost said Nenzo. Nenzo. Neville is a treasure. Neville is an Neville is absolute, absolute treasure. treasure. Oh, my goodness. The, fa- the way he was leaning into Enzo. Oh, it was berating him. It oh. was fantastic. Look at yourself. And I love – here's the thing, and, and this is why I titled this episode of the podcast – is Enzo has is is Enzo on two hundred five live has it worked? I I'm into this. And yeah. I'm, and and the great thing is, Enzo will say things, and Neville's work has been so solid that the crowd the crowd has been checking wrestlers the the, the crowd has been fact checking wrestlers left and right these days. Enzo has been victim not to say victim but he's been exposed to this because yeah. last night he said um, or two nights ago whatever it was. Uh, what was the thing that he said? Um, he said something that the crowd started like, oh, no, because Neville said something along the lines of, Enzo was talking about like what he does bring to the table, which is celebrity hanging out with the rappers. Yeah, and the yeah, crowd yeah. was booing all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Neville brought up the fact that Enzo's not a good wrestler, and the crowd cheered that. Yeah, well, and Neville brought the fact that he didn't care about any of that stuff. Right, like, exactly. And the crowd cheered the crap out well, of that. Well, in the end, when Enzo kicked Neville in the, in the man bit, yeah. the crowd booed. The crowd booed that. I I love that entire thing, even even in terms of Enzo's work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I really like this entire story they're putting around yeah. Enzo, <coughs> because Neville is the heel, but in this case, 
He's totally the face. He's the heel that makes good points. Exactly. And that's the best kind of heel, evidently. Exactly. Like, we've seen that over and over again. It's the most enjoyable uh, heel to watch. Yeah. So let me ask you this. We already did our predictions video for No Mercy. You already made your prediction. The set in stone. We can't change it. Following the events of 205 Live last night, do you still feel confident in your pick? Uh, yes, I do. I do. I mean, I understand the math involved. I know that Enzo stood tall. Uh, Not just that, just uh, Neville explicitly saying, essentially, I know all the tricks. It's not going to be enough. I just, dude, I just, yeah, I, I do think that that's going to happen. Although, God. I honestly don't know where the crowd is, to be honest with you. I don't know where the crowd is. Enzo comes out, they pop. Neville starts talking, they pop. I know. So I, I don't know who they consider. I mean, if, if I want to go, if, if it was me and I want to go with the story, I am going to do the title change because I think with 205 Live, you need a sense of urgency. I know they're able to draw these feuds out longer, mm-hmm. but there seems to always be. The, the great thing about a lot of this 205 Live stuff is that they draw these feuds out, but they're never, they never seem to be resting on their laurels during no, no, the never, feuds. They, yeah, very, I can only think of one feud that went way too long, and mm-hmm. that was the... The uh, love triangle. With yeah. Noam Dar, Cedric Alexander, Alicia Fox thing. That went away too long, but it was never boring. Yeah, it did. It did go on too long. I think there were a couple weeks when they did get repetitive. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we're bringing that up kind of illustrates that we didn't. We never really brought that up with any of the other feuds, I, know. I feel. I know. Um, and so this is the kind of thing where I think they're going to – I'm not sure how many more weeks we can get Enzo chasing the title. I'm not sure how realistic it is because they, they also made a really, really big point this week of emphasizing – um, Cedric Alexander, you know, dispatching everybody with all those lumbar checks during the number one contendership yeah. match. And so I just don't know. I mean, if, if this was main, main roster, and like, you know, it was what we see with SmackDown lately with like just repetition, I would be more inclined to say, yeah, they're going to, or they would, they would wait a while. But also, I think this. when we were doing our predictions video yesterday, you, you, you said to me that, uh, uh, that I tend to think that. WWE will let feuds last longer than they typically do. Mm-hmm. Like, I typically think, oh, maybe they'll actually extend this feud out and actually build it to yeah, a yeah, crescendo yeah, yeah. at some point, whereas a lot of times they'll just say, all right, we're going to do this, let's mm-hmm. move on, or we'll do this to get some some shock factor, Yeah, and then we'll you know, undo what we did, a la Tozawa winning the Cruiserweight title, which, from all indications, was done on Raw just to, to get some attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Are you – so has your mind – have you drifted back to the 50-50 area in terms of you don't know, as opposed to yesterday when you were more along No, I still lines. feel like Neville will win. Yeah, okay. They'll, they'll draw this out another month. Yeah. At TLC, the home match. I think they have a, a, a ladder match for the Cruiserweight title between Enzo and, and Neville. Oh, I don't know if they'd ever go there. I mean, you want to extra expose how, like, not great Enzo is in the ring? No, I think in a ladder match? No, I think if you do it in a ladder match, it, 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 it will require less from a technical standpoint from Enzo. He can just use weapons. That's a good point. And what better way to kind of even the odds if you can't cheat to win than just use weapons to win? My thing is this. I think also, now that I think about it a little bit more, I think the go-home segment was so strong last oh, night. Oh, it was good, yeah. That I think you would also it would it would almost necessitate some drastic change, which would be a title change. I mean, if they just if they keep the status quo after that, how are they going to follow up with an actual title change? Like, how are they going to build to that even like even stronger? It would depend on the circumstances of Enzo losing. Yeah, you know, if Neville got himself DQ'd or out cheated, 
then Enzo could say, okay, well, let's do a situation where there is no DQ. Yeah. Where you're, where you can cheat all you want. Let's do a ladder match, no DQ match, a weapon, something, street fight. Alex, he makes one here. He says, Tozawa Kendrick came close to outstaying his welcome. I never felt it did. No, I never felt that at all. Simply because every week they would have a new lesson, and each of the lessons were distinct. And then you got to see Tozawa turn it yeah, back on him. there was symmetry to it. There was symmetry to it, exactly. Yeah. So I personally didn't feel like it, it did. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, they could. It's 205 Live, and I, I really like, you know, you and I are both big fans of the writing on 205 Live. So I think they could have Neville retain and continue to keep it interesting. I just really want to see the flip of this now. I think Neville has sort of reached the peak of mocking Enzo and what he can't do in the ring. And no, I think if Enzo beats, oh, sorry, I think if Neville beats Enzo by using Enzo's tricks, that's just Neville will say, okay, you, you obviously can't beat me if we just wrestle, and then he can't even beat you when you cheat. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. That's maybe. kicking it up another notch. <laughs> maybe. And so Enzo would have to kick it up another notch by saying, all right, weapons, ladders, tables, chairs, all that. Yeah. And that would totally disguise Enzo's deficiencies as a wrestler. Yeah. And he can win and be a, a lot more believable. I feel like. There you go. That's a solid point today. Um, so yeah, in, in any event, I do, I, I really think like you and I are both scared about Enzo showing up on 205 Live in terms of him stealing a spotlight from other wrestlers. Um, no, they, they, they've used his lack of wrestling ability as, is for storyline purposes and it's worked really well. Yeah, I think it has. And I think, I think he generates a very interesting crowd reaction mm-hmm. where, you know, you hear that music and you, you inherently, it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of like when Dolph does his silly thing on SmackDown. You know, you hear DX music, you instantly pop. That's just Pavlovian at that yeah, point. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, everybody knows, everybody completely understands that Dolph Ziggler is about to come out because he literally has been doing this, and he said he's going to do it. And there's no reason to believe that Triple H and Shawn Michaels are going to come out. But you hear that music, and you pop regardless of the music. <laughs> well, I think with Enzo, it's like people like his 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 opening mm-hmm. promo thing when he comes out. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the words. Everybody can yeah. say it along with them, and it's, it's it's a communal experience people get into. But then we start dropping promos yeah. that are different. Yeah, I don't, I wonder, I don't think it garners the same. I reaction. really wonder. I have I have no idea. Till this day, I still like to know who the hell writes 205 Live. I know. And when they found out that they were going to get Enzo, were they geeked? Because this has worked out really well. Yeah, you have the perfect counter to Neville. Or were they like initially like, oh man, that sucks? Or I yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I'd I mean, love to know. Yeah, me know? too. So, anyways. Uh, let's see here. Moving on to NXT. Yeah. Oh, that's where my heart is. I freaking love NXT so much. And this week I've got a couple of, uh, I, I have some visual. Uh, oh, I yeah. saw you do something over here. I was, I was dicking around over there. I, I'm using the new the Elgato Stream Deck to add visual Production value. Yeah, exactly. So the show kicked off with a match between Johnny Gargano and Tino Sabatelli, of course, last week or two weeks ago, uh, Johnny Gargano took on Riddick Moss yeah. and beat him. <laughs> um, uh, when was the uh, the? Oh yeah, so was this? They did the inter. They showed the interview from last yeah, week, right after Riddick Moss's match against Johnny Gargano. Right, exactly. They did that right before the the match. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. I loved how blown up Riddick Moss was. Well, he just finished the match. <laughs> he was so, and he kept on. <laughs> well, in the interviewer, I can't remember who it was said, "Oh, you came up short," and he said, "Short." You only think shorts Johnny Gargano. You only think shorts. <laughs> They're so bad. They are so terrible. Tino and Riddick. And it's not that. Here's the thing. Tino's been in developmental how long? Like 18 years now? Uh, four years. It's been a while. Years. 
I was actually surprised with his match with Johnny Gargano. He can put on an actual wrestling match now. Yeah, the transition into the Gargano escape, though, was a little rough. Yeah, I know. Johnny had to make sure the arm was in the right place. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't have everything. I mean, we, you know, wasn't wasn't Tino or Riddick, like, the one responsible for Shinsuke getting hurt in, like, that, like, way back when Shinsuke oh, no, he got injured? No, Riddick Moss uh, uh, did a move on a Tommy that got him hurt. Was it a Tommy? Yeah. I swear, I swear. What was the Shinsuke thing, then? I don't think Shinsuke was ever hurt in NXT. He got injured in NXT. Yeah, he did. When? Oh, I don't know. During his run. At some point, he was injured. Mm, I kind of remember that. All right. But Moss was involved in one of uh, Hitami's injuries. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I think it was I think it was a deal. Um so anyways, uh yeah, I don't know. For some reason I just laugh at that. I love I love laughing at Riddick Moss and, and Tino. I don't know. I here's the problem is here's the problem with Tino Sabatelli. I think he's probably a great heel. Like if he goes to Maine, like they can be what what's their ceiling? <laughs> that look on your face is their ceiling. <laughs> I mean, part of the thing with Tino, though, is is I think he's wearing his mid to late 30s. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Nakamura and AJ, you know, they have, yeah, they've been wrestling for 15, 20 years, but they've done a lot. Yeah. And if Tino's already that old and has only been wrestling for three years, yeah, that's a lot of ground to make up. Let me ask you, why haven't they given him a better gimmick? I mean, is this what he feels comfortable doing? Yeah. The, the, I mean, at least get rid of the Superman shield with the T and the S. I know they were talking about he, how he showed up at Full Sail in a Maserati yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So they're focusing on the fact that he's already wealthy. No, I know. But, I mean, come on. If it's not doing anything, he's got that cheesy hair. Well, he, they're also not on TV enough to really make a consistent impression one way or the other. Oh, okay. So Gustavo says, Riddick Moss injured a Tommy while a Tommy was tagging with Shinsuke. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. I mean, here's the thing. I'd like to say that I don't like them. But, you know... I'm going to... Like, the, the promo that Riddick Moss did here in town was good. Yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. It was fine. They're just so cheesy. They're mm. so cheesy. Like, give them time. They, they just need give more reps. Give them time! How much more time do they need? Maybe they just need more reps. Hey, you never know. Six months from now, I might be a huge fan. I like seeing them because it's funny. His hair is so cheeseball. He's so cheeseball. Who, Riddick Moss? No, Tino. Oh. He's, even his name is so cheesy. Riddick Moss needs new hair. I was trying to find out how old Riddick Moss was. Uh, can't find out. Can't figure it out? No. Ageless. Anyways, I mean, Gargano looks like a million bucks, though. His abs are Oh, my gosh. He's ridiculous. in phenomenal shape. That guy's fantastic. Oh, he, uh, Riddick Moss is 28. Okay, so he's like, what, 15 years uh, younger than Tino? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, Tino tapped out, thank goodness, to Gargano. No, Tino's only 34. I thought he was older than that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so cheesy. Anyways, uh, next up we had William Regal in his office. Roderick he was Strong. telling a story to he somebody on camera story about a wig. Yeah, Some sort of wig. His wig came right off. And he's interrupted by Roderick Strong. Hello, Roderick. How you doing? And Roderick says, "Mr. Regal, I want a match. I told Drew McIntyre after Bobby Roode I would come after his title, and I want to do that." Oh, very well, Roderick Strong. You've done everything everybody's asked you to do. Fine. Two weeks from now, you get Drew McIntyre. That's how it went. NXT. I think that's verbatim. You're also you're paying attention to that segment. I was, man. Hey, I pay I pay ridiculous attention to detail when it comes to NXT. Yeah, ridiculous attention to detail. So yeah, in two weeks we're gonna get Roderick Strong versus Drew McIntyre for the NXT title. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. 
Next. So they were talking about. Uh, Although, let me ask this. What? It, uh, that's that's going to be a swerve, right? That's got to be. I have not looked at the spoilers. I mean, yeah, it's happened. You I'm, can look and see what happens. I don't, I don't want to. I like that. We've got to talk about it, man. I don't want to look at the spoilers. I know it's happened. That's boring, though. You think Roderick Strong, he's got to be part of the, the wing of honor, right? Undisputed yeah. era. I'm not sure if it's called undis- just the Undisputed or the Undisputed Era. I think everybody's saying it's called the Undisputed Era. Regardless, it's a terrible name. Yeah. It's an awful name. I mean, I saw the result of their match, but I don't know any details about it. So I probably shouldn't comment. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't do that then. I'm, I i don't know. Stop looking at stuff. Stop looking I'm, at spoilers. That's What's your none of your business if I look at spoilers or not. Maybe I want to. It kind of is my business because then I can't. I don't know what to it's talk your about business. here. It's your business if I, if I spoil things for you, but I don't. Well, if you can't talk about it openly and speculate openly with a clear mind, not clouded by spoilers, yeah, you're playing with my money. Well, you'll get over it. Probably. I'm already over it. Next, they're talking about the, uh, the, <laughs> the lack of NXT Women's Champion since Asuka vacated the belt. And so uh, Sonya Deville did a promo, um, more or less saying that she's going to be the next champion. I don't think she is. Um, no. How do you repackage her? You have to. You have, it was just announced, like, officially that, uh, what's her face, Shanna, Shanna, Shanna Baszler, Baszler, yeah, Baszler, Baszler, she signed, therefore Sonya Deville. God, I can, I can see it in her eyes, too. How about this? They have a match with the MMA gimmick. I am in the wrong... Yeah, I know, but Shane is going to go over. Yeah. So we're still in the same Maybe, spot. Maybe uh, Sonya uh, needs another Sonya gimmick. Sonya DeVille. I think DeVille is like a car thing. She's a car enthusiast. Like a 50s car? Yeah. yeah De- old, old DeVille. So you know how like Lacey Evans' gimmick is like uh, uh, 40s pinup? Yeah. 40s propaganda pinup? Yeah. So yeah. then Sonya DeVille can be like a uh, 50s um, woman. <laughs> 50s woman? Yeah. You're going down a dangerous path there. No, I mean, like, in terms of just the, the, the aesthetic. Like a 50s housewife type thing? No, not necessarily. I mean, she's yeah. a car enthusiast. Oh, a car enthusiast from the... A female car enthusiast from the 50s. From the 50s. That's, a, that's a mouthful right there. It I really is. So she can come across. out kind of like... Uh, like, she can have the leather jacket. Yeah. The white t-shirt, the okay, jeans. Yeah. Something like that. I okay. don't know. I have a leather no jacket, a white. Okay, it's not a good idea. What about a beatnik? Can we just say? Can we just, just be a beatnik? Or beatniks car enthusiasts? Motorcycle enthusiasts, weren't not they? Not the same thing. Then they had Deville. Motorcycle is like a symbol of do we know that, the open road. Do we know that Deville was a was a car. Yeah, Deville car. It is. Yeah, Cadillac Deville. Ooh, Cadillac Deville series production from 1958. <coughs> they still make those. Yeah. Oh wait. No, no that's a two thousand five. Okay. So that's the first thing in my head. It's terrible, but no, do you have anything better? No, it's not good. Deville. Do you have anything better? Change her name to um change her How name. How about this? To this is an even better idea. You ever seen the movie Red Sonia with Brigitte Nielsen? Oh, that's a better idea. Oh, that's a way better idea. Yeah, that's Red actually Sonia. a really good idea. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. That's good. And have Arnold walk her down the ring at hey. a major show. Hey, listen over. to you. Look at this. There you go. Look at this beauty right here. I redeem myself. Yeah. She's the best. Say no to gerrymandering. <laughs> Arnold. I love Arnold. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Lacey Evans. <laughs> Alex C. says, die half her hair white and become Cruella DeVille. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> Uh, how about this? He's a movie director, Sonia DeMille. Oh, there you go. There you go. 
<laughs> How about this? She like gets into like. <laughs> How about this? Remember John Lovitz on uh, on Saturday Night Live when he played the devil? Yeah. How about Sonya Devil? <laughs> but she has like that cheesy like cost like a devil yeah, costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a plastic pitchfork. Oh my goodness. Oh man! Go to the same Halloween store. Where Evil bought his. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the dollar store. Sonia Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had a match between Lacey Evans and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair cracks me up because number one, she's amazing. Yeah, but, she's great. But number two, what was the look of joy on her face after she whipped Lacey Evans with I her know, hair? Very understated, still. I know, but it looked like she wanted to laugh. I don't know if she realized that that thing was going to crack the way it did. They put a bunch of uh, like beads in it, and that's why it cracked so much. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. I noticed that during the May Young Classic. Thing. Well Looking done. Under, right. on, the, on the side that's facing outward, there's a bunch of beads, especially toward mm-hmm. the top. So when she hits someone with it, the beads hit together, creating that sound. Yeah. Sort of yeah. like when you kick somebody, the sound you hear isn't the kick. It's people slapping their leg. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I knew that. I just didn't know, like, how she... Because I was going to look to see if, like, she slapped her leg when she did the whip. Okay. No, look, and there's a bunch beads. of little beads in her hair. All right. Anyways, she beaded the crap out of uh, Lacey Evans. Oh, I know. It's a good match, though. I like Lacey yeah, Evans. Yeah. Both of them are really good. Lacey yeah. Evans had a really good match in the May Young Classic, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Bianca Belair picked up the win with a reverse powerbomb. The Jeez. Big Show's old finisher. I'm not a hu- I'm not huge on that. I do not like that move at all because it makes you it makes you look like your opponent's like gonna land on you. Yeah, no. Like you just pick him up a powerbomb and do that. I don't like that. You need something better now. Yeah. Because then you're facing away from the camera. Like you can't. You're on the camera doing powerbomb and then you're just sort of facing away. I don't like any of that. Yeah, I don't either. I, I love that uh, freaking hair stuff though. That's great. Uh, next up, finally after months, Alistair Black's gonna say his um, second. Gonna give a second break because he actually gave a promo on their Instagram account mm-hmm. where he's like, "All right, you had to find a blank." Um, so Alistair Black comes out. Did you notice again every detail? He's coming up on his thing. Looks like he almost fell off this time. Oh, I didn't notice that. He's sort of like I think he jumped the gun a little bit on getting off, uh, and so he was like, "Oh, like that." One time I'd like to see him just fall off on yeah. accident. Anyways. Uh, he came out in a dapper-looking suit. Yeah, black shirt, a uh, very dark gray suit. Mm-hmm. You would have preferred uh, track pants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd have been good. Like Blue, a, like an '80s hip hop type thing. Yeah, exactly. That'd have been good too. Yeah. Like the little little hat. Yeah. Deal. All that. I I said earlier in the pre-show for the patrons, I wanted a bomber Tenenbaum gimmick. Yeah, that's good too. Like that's his civilian gear. Mm-hmm. Like he's all super goth guy when he comes out to fight. When he's gonna make some noise on the mic. He comes out in like a polo tennis, tennis shirt, yeah, collar, really shirt, short tennis short shorts, shorts, long socks, long socks with stripes, some old school Adidas. Well, I like Pumas. I say Pumas. Okay. And then I just said Adidas because people actually played tennis at Adidas. Yeah. No tennis racket though. That's the Jim Cornette thing. Yes. Um, so anyway, so he hits the ring, takes off his his sports coat. Rolls up his sleeves, mm-hmm. starts talking. Yeah, he said he's traveled the world. I love this promo. Years. I love this promo. When all of the place Gal's experience, he brings all this experience to NXT, and and he that he explains that's what all his tattoos are about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for his scars as he put them. Yeah, he calls them scars. I loved it. I thought it was great. I was fantastic because he seems like the kind of guy that like you sort of get to know a little bit, 
and you always think that he's like way cooler than you, but it's like, you're like, doesn't this guy ever fart or like mm-hmm. take a crap? Like, mm-hmm. what does he look like when he's wiping his butt? Because every look, dude, no matter how cool you are, you can be the coolest dude in the world. Everybody wipes their butt. Yeah, everybody still poops. You know. <laughs> so everybody has human moments, no matter how cool you are. Yeah. This is one of those guys where it's like, man, I know you're kind of at least ten percent full of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's still really cool. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, so he was he was doing his thing, and then the Velveteen Dream comes down, yes, and seemingly tries to have sex with Alistair Black. <laughs> well, he gets in his face. And this was fantastic. It was really this good. This was like this was top five segments in wrestling of the year. Yeah, it was really good. This was great, partially because of the crowd reaction. Well, to the end, yeah. At the end, when he was about to have sex on him, it was well great. because Alistair's sitting in his in his in his cross leg pose. Sitting there after he kicks the mic out of uh, Velveteen Dream's hand. No, don't. That's not a throwaway statement right there. No, it's not. The precision I know. with which that dude dropped his black mask on Velveteen Dream's hand to kick the mic out of his hand. Because Velveteen Dream was doing all this stuff about. Saying that he was. He, like, uh, Alistair Black was consumed by darkness, but he couldn't handle the light of yeah. the Velveteen Dream. You need to feel or something like that. Yeah. So um, I thought it was fantastic. It was really good. Really good. Alistair Black got tired of his talking, black masked his hand, and did the sit-down thing. And then Velveteen Dream, who had, like, been, you know, he sort of was he, shocked. He was, like, nursing his hand. Yeah. hurt. And then uh, he kind of got down his knees and got right in Alistair Black's he face. He slithered to him. No, it was, like, one sudden moment. Yeah. Right, movement right to him. Yeah. Had a little bit, a little brief stare down and then did the slither back out of the ring. The, like, the one motion with which he went up to him. Looked like they were about to lock lips. Looked like he was about to plant big juicy kiss on Alistair Black's lips. Yeah, you, you, you called it correctly. I have never seen, I have never heard a gasp slash pop like I saw. There were people getting out of their seats and clapping. They were, I know. It was impressive. It was like, oh my God, we almost just saw something really, really crazy here. It was, I mean, we did, but like everybody thought it was going to go just that further step. That would have been absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they played it the way they did. It was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was so perfect. And then, yeah, uh, the leathers out of the ring. Like, crawled backwards out of the ring. Yeah. It was great. That was fantastic. Um, and I read up a little bit, so, like, just because, like, the Leo Rush debut, I read up a little bit about the spoilers about this kind of thing. And it's just, it, it, it sounds really, really cool. I, I like. I'll put it this way. It sounds like they're going to be booking Dream pretty strong. Yeah. And that excites the crap yeah, out of me because I honestly didn't think that was going to happen. It, it's been <laughs> it's been so superficially this sort of Prince gimmick. Yeah. And I think this is going to give it some actual depth. Oh, I hope so. Which is what it needs to have a higher ceiling. Yes. And that's going to be really fun. I mean, it's sort of like, I don't, I don't really necessarily want to compare the characters, but with No Way Jose, he came out and and he was just the fiesta Party guy, mm-hmm, yeah. And then for a little bit, and as he was Austin Aries, they added some dimension to it. Yeah, I know, I know. But then they dropped it more or less. They never really built upon that. And hopefully, with Velveteen Dream, they'll build upon right, it. Right, right. I hope so. Um, next, a kind of uh, awkward, out of nowhere Dakota Kai promo. Yeah, she hasn't really, she hasn't been in NXT really yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and then she was saying that <coughs> she wants to be the next NXT Women's Champion, but. Since she lost the Mayon Classic, it doesn't feel like that she should even be in the, I don't think in the she running be for in that. The running for that, it should be. So I, I guess that like so I read a little bit of spoils. They're going to have like a series of triple threat matches. There's, or? 
two triple threat matches, I believe. Okay, and then the two winners of those are going to go on to face Kyrie Sane. And then there's one other person that's going to be involved too. Okay. Because it's a four-way, a fatal four-way. It's going to be a fatal four-way. Yeah, okay. Takeover. Yeah. All right. I really it it should not be number one. If it's anybody from Mayon Classic, it should obviously be Shayna Baszler. Yeah. But uh, that's not going to happen. No. Shouldn't be anybody else from the Mayon Classic. No. No. I agree. Yeah. No. So that should be one of the prizes for winning the yeah. tournament is exactly. being involved in that match. Yeah. If you did not win the tournament, you yeah. should not be in that match. Exactly. Unless you're Candice LeRae. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah, I know, but I'm trying to find a way around or a way to get that happening. <laughs> um, yeah, this is gonna be funny. Oh, I'm the, what did you say? I'm the captain of Team Kick. I didn't know any of that meant. Team what? Kick. Kick. What? Kick. Oh, kick. Kick. Team Kick. Kick. Yeah, it was really awkward. I feel like I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like she just witnessed somebody throw up and then they pushed her on camera. I mean, that's what it was. <laughs> ah! Okay, get over on camera. Oh, boy, that was disgusting. Oh, hi, everybody. I'm Dakota Kai. <laughs> oh, man. This is great. Next up, we had... Um, Wait, did you put something on the screen? What's that? Did you put something up there? I heard no. you press a button. I pressed a button because I'm about it. to... What? Press it again. Press the button again. Press what button? Oh, you just transitioned this, this way. Okay, gotcha. Now I understand. See? All right, continue. All right, so anyways, next up... We had um, No Way Jose versus Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan is quickly becoming the going in raw wrestler of the yeah. year. And and I've got two examples of why. I'm going to show them on the screen. For those of you listening at home, we'll describe what we're seeing. Um, this is this is the little promo still they put up because it's coming up next. Here's that. No Way Jose is firmly looking at the camera. Yeah. Why is Lars Sullivan looking in two different places? The camera in one eye and off camera with the other eye. How is that even possible? I feel like he's looking through the camera. <laughs> what is that face? What are those eyes? Where are they looking? Because it doesn't look like it's the camera, but then one of them kind of is. And if no way Jose's looking at the camera, why isn't he looking at the I camera? Feel like Lars Sullivan is looking at whoever's uh, behind the camera. <laughs> he's like waiting for some direction from and that since, guy. And since the camera's kind of at not a, a, a head-on angle, yeah, it looks like one eye is looking at the camera, the other one's not. He actually has both eyes fixed on the guy who's behind the camera oh, who's man. just slightly not in line with the lens. Uh, JT says, it was the second photo they took right after the bright flash. <laughs> Jack Dolan says, Lars Sullivan looks like my messed up character from <laughs> Oh, man. Here's the second thing I love about Lars Sullivan. When he comes out when he walks out, his music starts playing. His Titantron goes out with his big name on it. He walks out, and immediately he turns away from the camera and bends over. <laughs> he just points his ass at the crowd. <laughs> that's good. That's the first thing he does. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's amazing. He's marking his territory. <laughs> saying, this is my NXT now. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh god! And then he's just like, dude. He reminds—I've said this before, but you remember that scene? <laughs> Sorry, Jake. You remember that scene in the in the Nick when the the big burly Irish character mm-hmm. was trying to win, was trying to manage. They're pro, like pro yeah, wrestlers yeah, 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 from back yeah, yeah, in like you know one or whatever. Yeah, and he loaded up that one dude with some tranks or not some tranks, some like uppers, uppers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and he, he sent him out right there, there. Yeah. and the guy won, and then immediately dropped dead. Yeah. Lars Sullivan looks like a product from nineteen oh one. Yeah, he does, and it's great. 
I love every damn second of it. It's amazing, and he destroyed No Way Jose. It was so much fun. <laughs> I love him so much. I, I love I, him I, I am, so I am much. I'm ready right now to declare I'm going into Raw Wrestler. I think he really year. should be. Easily <laughs> he top three. Out, he comes out. And he, what the, look at that butt. Great. Oh, it's fantastic. So, yeah, he destroyed No Way Jose. Wasn't much oh, about. yeah. No Way Jose. Yeah, top rope, <laughs> diving headbutt, and then his finisher. You're done. You are done. Anyways, next up we had... Uh, Main event. Mustache Mountain. Can't say enough about Mustache oh, they're Mountain. fantastic. Trent Seven is my spirit animal, man. I swear, he is... If I could just grow a magnificent beard... I, I would tell, and he's got great hair too, man. Yeah, he does. He he's, really like, he's, also, he's like my, he's like just a couple years younger than well, us. Good hair though. It's amazing hair. It's fantastic hair, and he comes out, does a slow he does, he does this, he does roll this. into the he ring, does a slow roll into the ring. Oh, it's amazing. He's all charisma. It, it is. That body is fantastic too. God, I love that body. It's amazing because essentially it's what I look at in the mirror. It's fantastic. Oh, I love it. Anyways, they were taking on Redragon. Yeah. With uh, uh, manager Adam Cole, apparently. Yeah. Like, the dude can talk like nobody else. Why yeah, why is, why is he not dropped the promo in a, yeah. his month on oh, the, yeah, on the roster? Say, it's us. So we do it now. It's our NXT. We do it now. Un- Undisputed, baby. We do this now. They don't give him a mic. I know. Give him a mic. Give him a mic. Man. Let him talk. We need to hear uh, their manifesto, what they're there to do. Tell me about it. What the heck? That's what we need. Absolutely. Um, this is a really fun match, though. Uh, oh, this is a blast. This is an absolute blast of a match. We, saw, we saw Trent Seven Rainmaker. Yes, we did. Seven Star I always love those. I love those. Trent was in the, in the, in the ring a lot getting beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, got a hot tag to Tyler Bate. Right. Um, uh Kyle O'Reilly managed to reverse a Tyler Driver into a guillotine. That was cool. That was rad. That was cool. That was really cool. Redragon hit like some combo move of a kick and a suplex. This was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Reilly gets on top of Bates for the cover. Just like literally like Tyler Bates' toe. The toe. The length of his toe. Gets on the rope. How do these guys do that stuff? How, are you, how do you know exactly where you are in the ring to the degree that you, within a toe's degree? Because you've been in the ring a lot. He's only 21. I'm sure. You think he hasn't been in the ring? Or 20. He's 20. I guarantee he's been that ring consistently for the last eight years. He probably started training when he was super young. Like 12 years old. probably mm-hmm. right about that. I know. That's crazy. Uh, at one point, Adam Cole, Bebe, uh, pulls Tyler Bate off the apron, super kicks him. Oh, yeah. That was great. It was fantastic. Um, Redragon hit total elimination, which I guess is their finisher, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Fish picks up the pin on Trent Seven. Mm-hmm. Redragon wins. They yeah. will dragon again. They will dragon again. So uh, they're in the ring celebrating, posing. Drew McIntyre music hits. He comes out. He's wearing, like, normal clothes, jeans, shoes, mm-hmm. no shirt. And he's growing out his body hair. Oh, my gosh. It's fantastic. Wow. I love when they do that, man. Remember that weird short spell? I think it was, like, one of Triple H's, like, one of the few matches. Oh, yeah, 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 when he had chest hair. Yeah, it's great. You know the only person I didn't like chest hair on? CM Punk. It was so weird. Yeah. He had really thick chest hair and then his nipples for some reason when they they look normal when he shaved his chest hair but they really they look like giant hunks of meat. I wouldn't think his chest hair would work with all his tats on his chest yeah it'd be weird yeah it's all weird man it's all weird but yeah Drew McIntyre awesome oh his wow. chest hair it's like I think it got me pregnant just yeah, looking at him me I too. stared at him I was like I'm now with child man with Drew child so <laughs> he comes in the yeah. ring Undisputed leaves, undisputed era, whatever. Well, yeah, called. of course. 
Because Adam Cole's like, you're going to take on all three of us? And I'm sitting there like, yeah, he'd probably eat you. Yeah, yeah, he'd probably. eat you alive, man. Probably. Because you're so tiny. So they, they get out of the ring. They're standing back by one of the curtains. Sandy jumps them from behind. Yeah. They all start brawling. Mm-hmm. Um, right as they're talking trash with Drew. Yeah. Um, and then uh, how did the episode end? It was just Reed Dragon and Adam Cole kind of uh, They left the scene and they were like mocking still for some reason. And I think the last shot was uh, Drew on like the turnbuckle and oh, yeah. Sanity sort of below him. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. raising their titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. I imagine they're probably going to load up with uh, uh, Roddy and Donovan. That's my guess. That's my guess, but I don't know. Fascinated. Get Adam Cole on that mic, baby. I know. That should have happened already. It really should. It really should have. Yeah. Let's take some questions, Steve. Let's answer some, let's answer some questions. Son of a farmer, Mitchell Elam. Hey, friendos. Patrick Clark is fantastic, and the Velveteen Dream character is very open, but what if he became the Prince counterpart to Bray Wyatt, and he changed people every time he got into feuds with them? Do you think the character has a higher... Oh, higher like ceiling, the middle lower card heel. I think if they continue to book him in this manner, from what I've kind of gathered from from spoilers a little bit, um, I thought you didn't read spoilers. I think it's possible. Well, so you can't like you know uh, Leo Rush debuts. Okay, well let me see what happened there, mm-hmm. and then they get a spoiler. Um, so um, I think I think it's possible. I think Patrick Clark is. Massively talented. Yeah. So I think as long as you've got like a really strong talent behind the gimmick, you've got a really good shot. So long, I, I think as long as he has a good sense of who his character is and he's given some material to work with. I will say this, though. Of all the talents in NXT, of everybody in NXT, the one guy that has the biggest shot at being horribly bungled on main roster is the Velveteen Dream. They would have zero idea how to handle that type of character. Mm-hmm. They really would. I mean, he would. you would really risk running into some stereotype site type stuff. It, it could get ugly. Mm-hmm. It really could. So, anyways, I, I hope for the best, though. I really do. Yeah, me too. Legit Haas Tony Coyote, do you think with the way the Velotine Dream acted last night in NXT, he could be the next Gold Dust? I think that's a possibility. I think it's a good comparison. Yeah. Those types of characters, yeah. Again, I'm not optimistic about his chances on main rosters because they don't have a great track record no, with subtlety. No. With layers. That guy. Could Alistair Black be the kryptonite for Braun Strowman when he goes up to Maine? The feud would be epic. Alistair Black could be legit the next huge star. Could be. Like I really I really believe that. The guy seems to have so much Legitimacy and mis- like it's legitimacy and mystique behind mm-hmm. it, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Alex C, do you think this Ring of Honor faction has a bit of an NWO feel about it? He says he really digs their whole presentation. Well, I think pretty early on we knew what the NWO was all about. Mm-hmm. Still know what, what the Undisputed Era is all about. Why they're in, they're in NXT? Uh, yeah, I think I think there's a couple of differences. I mean, the obvi- the, you know, the obvious parallel there is the invasion aspect of things, and I kinda, and I get that. I think that's good. Unless they start taking from the established roster, which they might with Roddy, um, then the parallels get sort of less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. You know, I, I sort of go back to Bobby Roode. You know, like he had his mission statement, which they never really referenced again. 
Well, I mean, in, in in terms of the specifics, no. But he would continually say, "This is my NXT now." I yeah, I know. Refashion NXT in my image. But he had kind of a detailed version of what he thought that should be that yeah, he I never know. really went back to. So well, until, unless they start planting people in the audience and not sell those tickets, that's the only way that would have happened. If Ring of Honor's thing, if if Wing of Honor, Undisputed Era, if their thing is to just get themselves over, then I mean, the, <laughs> then there are more parallels to the NWO there. Yeah. You know? I mean, everybody, it seems to be, I, I don't want them to start overusing the idea of, this is my NXT. Yeah. Because Bobby Roode already said that. And didn't really play out that much. Oscar kind of was used to reference that kind of thing. Yeah. Too many people say, this is my NXT. Can't be everybody's. No. Steel City champion Betty, Benny Yinzer. Uh, do you think we will ever see the UK guys go for the NXT championship or the tag team championships? I would like that. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I, you know, after seeing what they're doing with them right now, I would, you know, there's some motivation for them to be in NXT, so I would love to see them remain in NXT. Why is your phone making all this noise? My phone. Is it your iPad? Oh, it's probably the iPad, yeah. <laughs> um, Eric, let me ask you something, Blaha. Hey, friendos, power rank. Power rank. Pop, pop. Power rank. Power rank. Top five ways WB Creative can screw up Alistair Black when he eventually goes to Maine. For example, give him a singing gimmick. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, number five. Five. Number five is... Um, have him join the Wyatt family. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, have him be a henchman. Yeah. There you go. Um, number four. Number four, have him feud with Dolph Ziggler Ooh, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, mm -mm. Have him interact at all with Dolph Ziggler. Three. That might be number one. Number three, um, uh, debut him and then keep him off TV. For two months. Feudless with two months. Number two. Number two, um, have him be... No, actually, number one. I'm going to say number one already. I'm going to say number one is... Um, have him be the one in Kurt Hawkins' one Ooh. and 200. Yeah, <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> Number two. Hmm. Number two, have him be the newest colonel from the KFC. <laughs> as um, much as I would love to yeah, see that. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Uh, unsolved mystery, uh, the unsolved mystery, Robert Stack. What two wrestlers, one from 205 Live and one from NXT, would you like to see in a best of seven series? Great question. Neville and the, the Pete Dunn. Yeah. Because I'm just calling Pete Dunn as part of NXT. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hamza Halal. I don't remember who said this, but is NXT, quote, just PWG but with air conditioning, or is it completely different? It is different. Um, Who said that? Who made that? Remark? I don't remember, but I've heard that too. There's differences. I mean, NXT, they let them do more, but they don't let them do quite the crazy stuff they, that they do in PWG. Yeah. NXT is still a lot more story-focused than PWG is. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, Pete, so, okay, so we've often said that one of the, um, one of the great things about WWE house shows 
and I don't know if this is the same on the NXT house show circuit or not. Well, I think it kind of is because I, I think when we went stuff. to the, not the one we just went to here in Sacramento, but the first They one. were looser. You're right. You're yes. right. No, Bobby you're right. right. You're no way right. Jose had a really loose, they had a comedy match. They were looser. PWG is that, but like times 10. Yeah. Like they have serious matches. They have that stuff, but they let them do some wild, crazy stuff. And I granted, I mean, I've been to NXT and uh, I have not been to a full sale uh, TV taping. Um, from what I understand, there is sort of a sense of community there, mm-hmm. you know, or there, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say sort mm-hmm. of, there seems to be a distinct sense of community yes. there. PWG is kind of the same, you know, in, in that respect, I know. Yeah. So I think there are parallels, you know, I can see there's, there being parallels. Um, any more questions? Um, those are all the ones that uh, I like, but so have at it. All right. Um... We've kind of talked about this before, but Jamie 10, considering Adam Cole's size and wrestling style, realistically, how do you think he will fare on main roster? Um, you know what, dude? If you look at Finn Balor, you yeah, know, comparable. He's, he's fared just fine. That's what I, I was saying. Send Adam Cole to SmackDown. If the mm-hmm. rosters stay roughly the same. Yeah, you don't want him in time. there. You don't want him on the same roster with a bunch of monsters. No. You know, obviously. No. Um, Nathan Ragland, seeing how WWE likes to put two random superstars together these days, what WWE tag team would you like to see? He would like to see Leo Rush and Cedric Alexander oh, as a tag team. That'd be oh, pretty awesome. Man, way too much movement. They're too fat. I don't want to. That's way too much. No, it'd be good though. It's too much motion on the TV. Too much. Too might, good. Might break. You might have to put good. it in. You got to put it in. Uh, what's that mode? True motion mode. Yes. Whatever it is. Yeah. When you go, you know, you go to the. Go to Best Buy or whatever, and you see their TVs, and they're playing like a Lord of the Rings movie. It looks like it was filmed on like uh, somebody's home movie. Yeah, I, I can't stand, stand that. I hate that. I can't stand that. It looks so fake. I know. I know. Why would anybody want movies in like 60 frames? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I think that stuff's supposed to be better for sports. But even then, I'm so used to watching TV a certain way that even in sports, when they have that true motion stuff on, it's too, it's too sharp. Mm-hmm. It's too crisp. There's no blur. I'm going to call TGX out here for this question because I love TGX. We never really answered Nathan Ragland's question. What was his question? What two uh, superstars are you going to see tag team together? Um, I'm going to say Lars Sullivan. Okay. And Baron Corbin. Corbin. There you go. All right, go ahead. TGX has a question here. He says, uh, well, he, and he's talking about SmackDown a little bit here. He says, uh, is it just a curse of SmackDown that they can use everybody really well except for the most recent NXT call-ups? And how do they fix this? He gives some examples that kind of contradict them, kind of contradicts himself. He says, Baron was wasted until they brought Ty up. Ty finally started to be used right when they started squandering Shinsuke. Then Shinsuke broke into the main event scene right as Bobby Roode debuted, and now they're squandering him. But every example here eventually got used right. Baron, I think Baron Corbin's used about as well as Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron was, be was utilized fairly well until he got some heat backstage. And, and even, even now, even he's, now he's on the U.S. title scene. I don't know Ty Ty in the U.S. title scene. But yeah, that's just recently. Before that, Ty really was underutilized. Yeah. Um, Shinsuke was treated like a star 
immediately, but in terms of the actual storylines he's been involved in, they have been very good. They've had they, they just been had bad storylines with him. Yeah, it's not that they treat him poorly; they no. just have been bad storylines. Yeah, and then Bobby Roode has been on TV twice. Bobby will be fine. Some, some, you know, I've been thinking about that. Some people think Bobby might be better as a face, anyways. Oh, I don't know, man. Here's the thing: we've never seen Bobby as a face. Let me, let me ask he you: he was a face in TNA. Here's the thing: beer money. Man, don't act like you know anything about TNA. Get out of here with that. I knew he was a face in TNA. You just know that. You didn't even know that. No, I, money. no I did know that. I mean, we haven't seen him as a face in his he current incarnation. Long hair. Yeah. Whether you've been watching the Pro Wrestling Channel on uh, Pluto TV. Nope, I just know these things. Yeah, okay, good. Who was his tag team partner? James Storm. Very good. I'm glad you know Come that. Come on. What uh, faction was he a part of? Beer money. Oh, that's true. Okay, I think it was... Fortune. Fortune. I think it was Fortune. Um, here's the thing about Bobby Roode. Um, Bobby Roode's talented enough to make anything work. Well, here's the thing. First okay, well, here's the thing. When he was a heel in NXT, what exactly did he do that was all heelistic? That was all that much as a heel. Heelistic? Yeah, that's my new word. You like it? He wasn't even that of, like... I, look, here's he the, just, he just we love Bobby Roode because he's Bobby Roode. He just insulted the NXT universe. That's pretty much it. He had some really good burns on Roderick Strong he and did. his weird kid. He did. Which was amazing. But he did, he won his matches clean. Yeah, he never really cheated, no. He never really did anything. Was it? So, screw it. Let's bring him into the face. Why not? Maybe Vince is a genius, Larson. No, I, was, I like Bobby Roode's character in NXT. He's entertaining. Okay, but he can be entertaining. He can do the exact same that's, thing. That's what I just said. Is Bobby Roode's talented enough that he can probably make anything work? Not probably. Definitely will. In fact, the first time I said it, he can make anything work. He just work. needs to be on TV. Beer money. That'd be good. Okay. I don't know why you keep on saying that. So anyway. It's weird when I, at the last NXT house show we went to, some people were still chanting beer money. It's like, was beer money really that over? Uh, first of all. Second, James Storm's nowhere to be found in NXT these days. He was there for like a week, decided he'd rather take more money to go to back to Impact. I know. No beer money. He's like, my paychecks were late, but they were bigger. Yeah, when they eventually came. When they eventually came. We're one last question here because I like this. Pa- uh, uh, Jack Dolan, he's always chock full of good questions. Power rank. Power rank, the best things about your job. Uh, I'm wearing uh, track pants right now, number five. <laughs> I'm Yeah, well, I'll piggyback on number five. I've got basketball shorts. And, and socks. We can on. work comfortably. Exactly. Don't uh, have to, to, to wear anything. Certain. Number four is specific to me. I work from home. I work from home sometimes, but I'm not here. That's true. Working from home. Working from home. Number three. <coughs> Make our own hours. Make our own hours. Yeah. I mean, we have made our own hours, and we're pretty strict about holding to those hours, but we've made our own hours. Yeah, we make our own we hours. We don't have to work nine to five. It always cracks me up when somebody, when I go get a haircut. And they're like, so you got the day off today? Oh, I know. Nope. I make my own hours. And they get all so confused. I'm my own boss. What? How do you do that? That's number one. We're our own boss. Don't yeah. Oh, anybody. oh, no, dude. What? Number one is, ain't nobody can ever lay us off. Well, it's part of being your own boss, too. Don't, I you know. all the shots. I, I really wish you were more enthusiastic about when I said the specifics of nobody can lay us off. Getting laid off is the worst freaking feeling in the world. Now nobody can do that. I mean, YouTube could theoretically stop working, in which case. But still, nobody can say, hey, you're out of here. Nobody can say that. Uh, I think we still need a number two. We're our own boss. Well, you already said that. It's number one. We're our own boss. Oh. I don't have to deal with anybody but this guy. Oh. I'm so used to dealing with him, I can go on autopilot. Beer money. There's no office politics here. None. <laughs> None. 
There you None. Go. There's no drama. Anyways, that's it for now. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Patrons, stick around because we have a post-show to get through with Correct. new people. And, uh, yeah, until next time, um, we will talk to you guys. <laughs> talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.